I'm Felina. And I'm Summer. And you are listening to Broke and Broken. <laughs> because we're both. The podcast about living your best life by getting real. Hey, broken people. This is Summer. And this is Felina. And today we have... We have Kelly Dwyer. Hello. This is my longtime acquaintance uh, and, and fairly longtime friend over the last couple yeah, years. Yeah, this is like the third year. Third year of our close friendship. Of our close friendship, yeah. Yeah, we've known each other for... Gosh, I mean, I think we met like 15 years ago or so. At least, yeah. I was in college. undergrad. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she was good friend. Well, you're from Lawton, and a lot of my close friends were random. I mean, I'm from also- Northern California. Well, okay, well, excuse me. <laughs> I like to put a fine point. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. But you went to high school yeah. in Lawton. Yeah, I moved here. We when knew I was mutual 14. friends, and yeah. and we just we always were like, "You're so cool, you're so cool." We Let's just get together. Out. And, and then, then we never did, did yeah. for like 13 years or something. <laughs> I know it was it was nice how it finally just we were worked out because we were both in yeah Norman, and I needed a place to live. Yeah, and yeah. You were gracious and. Then we had a lovely friendship. Oh, yeah, and we you still, guys were roommates. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, for a couple of years, two yeah. years, well, a year and a half, two years. Yeah, so. and and we continue mm-hmm. uh, despite challenges and and like the best of friendships being tested. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we continue to have. A well, close we've earned friendship. our stripes with mm-hmm. each other now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there's like definitely after <laughs> been uh, through the fire. <laughs> yeah, after going through the fire with you, there's a new level of loyalty and trust. It's that... yeah, it's different, and I find that with most of my good friends, something like that has happened. Mm-hmm. I used to think that it was you know because I grew up with people because I'm still good friends with people I went to junior high school with, but I think it's really like bonding over. Your, your disagreements also and finding your way back to pair the you know mend the relationship yeah and that really like like a muscle or exercising it makes it stronger I think yeah That's that a makes a lot of it. sense that's yeah. a good way to put it I mean I've always said that like I think a lot of times with high school or like younger relationships and when you grow like you you at a young age kind of decide who people are and then like right. when you get older it's difficult to like allow them to have grown or change their persona. Yes, that's a good you know? point. It, well, and not even that, but it's more difficult to let them be multifaceted, complicated mm-hmm. people as right. well because yeah, you're set in your ways. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I know in my case, I have like a, a network of very close friends that I've had for 15, 20 years that I still talk to, um, but I can go a couple years without seeing them. You know, mm-hmm. um, Ditto. and yeah. so that has kind of just been my like. Well, I don't really need a more of this, but I found that I wanted it, and like not a big group, but like to be able to make close female friendships in my thirties, mm-hmm. I found that pretty challenging. Um, in my earlier thirties, like now, in the past few years, I've gotten better about that. But I had this weird idea that it was women adult women couldn't be friends and what a stupid idea i you know i think that's kind of part of or the patriarch yeah. like yeah, telling kind of condition like, to hitting that. us against yeah. each well, other oh absolutely because yeah, like, we're yeah we're poised as competitors and adversaries mm-hmm. and that is not at all what my friendships are about right? can i i have to in, yeah. interject a story please we'll, we'll let you have your full interview time but i have to tell this it's story <laughs> that's on this topic of like uh, the patriarch dividing women. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this whole new approach. Our listeners know of my 
incident with Ryan and how I be- befriended his <laughs> other wretch. Uh, yeah. Wretch? Uh, <laughs> ex. You were thinking of him. I was. So when you said the word wretch. Um, how I befriended <laughs> his other ex. And, you know, now we have, like, we united over that rather than allowing it to divide us. Uh, The other day, like, two days ago, I had this guy who I apparently matched with on Tinder, did not remember how we had had become Facebook friends. He was, like, my Facebook friend from, like, July. I didn't know. Uh, But he messages me, and he's like, hey, just just FYI, I'm just sorry in advance. If you get a message from my ex-girlfriend, she's crazy. She's off her meds right now. And, uh, you know, she thinks that you and I have a thing. I'm just apologizing ahead of time. Gross. And I was like, okay, like, whatever. Like, I don't, why would she think that? This doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't even really know you. Like, I had probably (laughs) talked to him or messaged him, like, a few, but I I didn't even have a record of it. I think I had deleted it. That is... Well, it gets worse because okay. then the girl did message me. Oh, no. And, well, she emailed me, and her email was super nice. And I had sent similar emails when I was in a relationship with Ryan to people who I had suspected. Oh, And dear. so when I read it, I was like, this poor woman. Oh, like, no. something's you, going on. Yeah, you've She's got. She's to find out. Yeah, okay. and she, her gut is telling her something's wrong. Yes. And she, she said that they were together, for one, mm-hmm. but she's not his ex. They're right. together. That um, he had been texting someone, and when she finally got him to admit it, he had said it was me. And I'm like, I don't even know you, buddy. Well, like, why the fuck would you throwing bring... this this her off the scent? Yeah, because yeah. he was doing something. So yeah, just not with you. Her. I just said I. I was like, honestly, I didn't remember how this person, like this guy, became my Facebook friend. Uh, I have like a zillion people on my list that I don't even know because I'm a musician, and like I just, you know like accept friends from people who I don't know because they're other musicians mm. and I was like but you know like I've never texted with him I don't even have his number like I don't right. know why he would say it was me and I was like you know my unsolicited advice if your gut tells you something's wrong the problem something's going on it probably is yeah and she messaged me back and she was just like you know you're probably right and then she started telling me all this other stuff. And, oh, wow. And I was just like, you know what, girl? Like, And she was like, by the way, I love your music. And I was like, hey, like, let's just, you know, allow this to unite us rather than divide us. And, you know, come to a show. Come say hi to me next time, you know, I'm in Oklahoma City or whatever. And she was like, absolutely. And then the guy, like, messaged me. He messaged me a screenshot of when I guess we had, like, exchanged a few. Like, we had had a conversation, like, in July. And I had deleted it from my phone, so I didn't have that it. That was last year. Yeah, he still had well, it. I never delete anything yeah. either, so and, I would still um, have that <laughs> And it was, like, clear that they had spoken, and she was like, well, she said you guys had never talked or whatever, and then, like, he took the screenshot, and I was like, listen, buddy, like, I don't fucking know you. Like, I don't remember you this. You guys on Tinder. Yeah. Well, no, I guess we had messaged on ago. Facebook Messenger. Oh, whatever. Times, but whatever, like, it, I mean, I think we had, like, two or three back and forths, and, like, that was Shit. it. I don't even remember where we talked. I mean, it was music mostly. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I was just like, look, dude, like, she, you know, you're telling me that uh, you guys are broken up, that she's her ex, that she's crazy. I'm not uh, keen on men who call women crazy, for one. No. And, uh, you know, two, like, somebody's lying. Either you're together or you're not, and I'm going to go ahead and believe her. Nice. And I was like, so, whatever, right. good luck. Because this is between the two of you. Yeah, like, I was like, I, was like, I don't <laughs> understand why you keep it? fucking bringing me in. <laughs> right, why would and you want to be a part of that? And so I, I just, like, blocked him on everything. I was just like, fuck this guy. And now I'm friends with his, his girlfriend, ex-girlfriend. I don't know what she is. That's the best I like that she listened to your music. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's really good. I was like, cool, I made a new girlfriend. <laughs> fuck you. So <laughs> this is my fuck you to the patriarch. Like, and, yeah. and my, like, hope for all women, and I feel like this related back to your story, that, like, sure. getting to this age in, like, 
over 35, mm-hmm. you know, approaching 40, like, becoming more accepting of yourself and, like, right. uh, you know, mm-hmm. being a supporter of your fellow woman rather than seeing them as the enemy or competition. Like, it's, you know, just, I'm trying to put that to practice when shit like this comes up. And, yeah. you know, I don't ever want to be in competition with you or no. any other woman ever again like that. Like, right. I'm, I'm not, not a competitive. For any no. Of them. No. And we each can have the things that we want when we work for them. It's not that another person is taking our slice right. of the good life, you know, yeah. away from us. No, yeah. just because you're proud of who you are and what yes. you do and your accomplishments. And, you know, somebody else is insecure or, mm-hmm. you know, it, sees that as being you know your confidence as as uh, conceitedness you know right like that's not the thing like it, we want to build women up and say oh be proud of yourself be confident but then when we act confident there's right. always someone around who wants to take you down a peg exactly and it's bullshit when it's another woman that shit pisses me it's, off it's it's there's enough of that. Like, I don't need my fellow yeah. woman doing it to me. Life's hard straight enough. Straight Why do we have off? to yeah. make it harder for each other? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm... And the best friendships or relationships among women are those that, like, actually are helpful to one another. Nobody mm-hmm. really gets anywhere without a little help, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And so I find it, you know, getting those things that you want and being confident is actually more probable it will happen mm-hmm. if you have a strong, you know... Strong friendships with yeah. women. That support system's important. Yeah. It is so... I would be lost without it. Yeah. Yeah. So many times. I would I would probably not be here without it. Yeah. Well, we had that. so many times yeah. where... I mean, I don't know what I would have done without you. You were living here with me. I think we were living with each other during very pivotal times in our lives. We were. And, and we were going through a lot of change. And upheaval. And it was really, yeah. it, it made me feel safe to have your friendship. I Same. felt safe in your friendship. and I'm so glad. No, absolutely. I still do. I used and, to. And it was, but it, I mean, without that relationship, like, I don't know what I would have done a lot of times. Like, oh, me back. neither. Yeah. I mean, we. And it's such a shame we allowed anything to even, but it's okay. Yeah. Our friendship stood the test and. Right. Right. You know, in the end, everything is as it should be. So. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, personal growth. I think that it wasn't, you know. Yeah, I mean, we were both going through things, and it's I okay. had a lot of growing that I needed I to too. do. Yeah, I think and... we went through a period where we needed one another, mm-hmm. and then I think we went through a period where we needed to rely on ourselves. And Totally. And, and mm-hmm. that was okay. It was know? okay, because we got, we helped get each other to that point mm-hmm. where we could mm-hmm. you know, stand up and yeah. on our own two feet or whatever. Yeah, and now we've and both come out. back together stronger than ever. We have. So. Yeah. It's a beautiful story. It's our it it's our friend beautiful. love story. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix should do a special. I feel like yeah. this is a Hallmark movie waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like my whole life is kind of like a Hallmark movie though, so I I don't know if I just attract the drama or cause the drama. I don't know, but it's pretty intense. I don't know. They can not really make a show out of us. They just follow us around. It's we should just write a script and we'll pitch it to, to Hallmark. Okay. <laughs> Let's just pitch our podcast to Hallmark. Like, I mean, yeah, they could. My life in. is far more boring than. Oh yours. whatever. Although weird little things happen with me. Okay, well, like uh, what? I have little weird things that happen. I think it's just things that happen to other people but they're anecdotal and I 
I'm always trying to find the humor and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I, that I, makes it tolerable. Well, and yeah, I, I joke about things, inappropriate things all the time because yes. that's how I survive. <laughs> it's a coping. It is a coping, but it's a healthy one. It's a fun one, and that's well, like after, my favorite thing to do is make people laugh. So. Yeah. Oh, and you are fucking hilarious. I can't. I mean, mean like. And I failed to really, like, give you, like, a, I mean, I kind when we started this episode, I kind of just, like, we just started chatting, like, everybody's known you forever, but, like, I failed to give you, like, the introduction that you deserve. Oh, that's Uh, Because you are highly educated, you have your MFA from where? University of Oregon. University of Oregon. And it's in... Poetry, poetry, yeah. highly marketable and uh, <laughs> lucrative. Uh, but you've, but you've taught. Uh, I loved whenever mm-hmm. I was living when you were living here with me, and uh, you were te- teaching that mythology class. Oh yeah, I taught world mythology. Yeah, you've been a college oh, professor and, and English, uh, English yeah. and uh, and you are you have such a way with words and a very unique perspective oh, on you. life and and are just so intelligent. Like so, I. Well, but it's all true because, like, I have a high standard for my female friends. And, like, when I realized, like, how awesome you were, I was like, oh, my God, like, I want this woman to be my friend because you know things that I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, we all do. Sure. But, like, the strengths, uh, like, your, like, things that you are strong in Mm -hmm. and your um, uh, knowledge base is, uh, I, I admire it because it's not what I have. Like we are, we're very different. And like, I think there were times when like, perhaps there was like some jealousy, you know, going on where, you know, oh, there yeah. were things that you perceived of me and I, sure. I perceived of you, but now it's just like, it was so nice. I think you were a yin to my yang because we are so different. Yes. And, and there's not one static mode of intelligence mm-hmm. people oh, yeah. have. People are different. Yeah, and so we had our di- we have very different strengths. Yeah, and yeah. but I love us for oh, but our that coming together. That's mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just always loved your perspective, and you are extremely kind and supportive and Aww. fucking hilarious. Thank you. Yeah, like no, so no pressure right now. <laughs> well, you're really funny. Like sound <laughs> smart, be hilarious. Oh shit. <laughs> well, no, pr- I mean, I'm gonna start. You know using potty humor or something now because I'm just going to Too much pressure freak to be out. hilarious. No, no, I would never do that. <laughs> but anyway. Only highbrow jokes. No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, so I mean, that's, that's Kelly Dwyer, uh, MFA and Amazing Aww. Human. So, yeah. I love you. You're so sweet. Well, it's the truth. I, I wouldn't, I'm not pandering you or whatever, you know. Well, and it means a lot because, you know, I think very highly of you too and I love you and... Mm-hmm. I know. You're good at that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love you too. That was creepy. We know you're no. very humble and <laughs> humble shy. Uh oh, people are gonna start thinking I'm conceited. Oh no, do you not hate yourself? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, oh that's shit. Not uh, yeah. I actually like myself. Shocking. <gasps> How dare you? I know. Anyway, um, so what were we talking about? Sorry, I just wanted to give you a, a true introduction. Ah, there for a we second. can talk about. Yeah. Tell, else. Yeah. Tell us about like. Uh, how you've gotten where you're at, and you know this okay. show is all about being open and vulnerable. So like, your mental status and and growth pattern and and place. You know. Tell us all your secrets. Yeah. Tell us. Open I'll up tell to us, you. One sixtieth of my secrets, <laughs> but um, oh gosh. Okay, so 
I moved to Oklahoma when I was 14 from Northern California. I didn't know what Oklahoma was. <laughs> Is this a state? It was like I was a foreign city? person, you know, who had <laughs> never heard of it. Um, didn't know what it was like. And I remember flying in on a little plane at 14 years old in the summer before eighth grade. And um, just looking at the flatland and not a lot of buildings and just weeping immediately oh, God. and thinking this is the worst thing that was like ever <laughs> gonna happen to over. me all my <laughs> friends are gone I start school and I'm wearing the wrong clothes you know we were wearing like this is mid 90s so <laughs> mid 90s were the it was best 94. <laughs> well, and well, I was Oklahoma's like, almost twenty years behind everywhere else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, my junior high was very preppy, and you know everyone's put together, and I have like big weird flannels and baggy pants and uh-huh. stuff. I guess I thought I was a gangster or something. I don't know. But um, <laughs> so that was weird. Just the whole thing was weird, and I remember thinking, what a travesty! Oh my god! And then I met that year. That very year is when I met like Brooke who's been a close friend of mine mm-hmm. for and it was in the 23 reason, years. It's one of the reasons we, we know each other. Yes, that's yeah. how we know each other, because mm-hmm. Brooke is our mutual friend. We were mm-hmm. both at her wedding. We mm-hmm. met each other before when I would mm-hmm. come up to see her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, she's good people. Absolutely. Um, and she chooses good people as friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what I, you know, what was devastating then turned into... Awesome. A really good thing, even yeah. though I've like I have like a love hate, verging <laughs> more, leaning more towards hate with Oklahoma a lot. Don't we all? But <laughs> but I'm okay with being here now because of the the people of and course, yeah. you know you just have to maybe look a little harder to find um, like minded like minded people <laughs> or you know um, people you can feel safe around. <laughs> right. You can make you feel you judged just, or sure. insecure or right whatever yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the wrong well, this political is a party, yeah. whatever. Yeah. This is a nice judgment-free zone here. It's what I know this it show is. is all about, is being accepting. So cool. You're in a safe Unless place. you're Donald Trump, and I'm sorry. I'm not. Yeah, then you can straight I'm judging. Do not accept. You do not accept him <laughs> for his mm. narcissism. Now, that's a narcissist right there. Right. <laughs> yes. But anyway, yeah, so, you moved, so you moved to Oklahoma in eighth grade and Made finished high school in Oklahoma. And mm-hmm. where'd you go after high school? Oh, I went to OU and nearly flunked out in my freshman year. Um, Me I, too. I remember I stayed <laughs> up. It was some. It was a spring semester of my first year, and I stayed up building a desk the night before um, my final in psychology, and I just didn't go. Oh. And so I failed, right. and I didn't, like, try to make it up or contest. I was just, you know, not ready. Yeah. So I went to OU. It was too big and different for me, you know. Mm-hmm. And so then I went to Cameron, finished my degree in English there, and that's when I really started writing and um, getting into poetry a lot more and short story writing and decided that that's what I wanted my career path to be. Um or at least was something I wanted to study more. Mm-hmm. I thought it could be a career path. Um, I thought it would be much more easy <laughs> to make it into a career path, despite every single teacher or professor I've ever had saying, you know, it's all, <laughs> it's rejection, it's rejection, right. and you gotta keep going. But, um, you know, I was overly confident about that and idealistic. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I should say, because I'm not doing creative writing as my job right now, I'm doing technical writing, but um, I don't regret any of that. I went to, so a few years passed, sorry, let me um, circle back. A few years passed after that, and then I went, um, well, I went straight to um, USF in San Francisco for a semester, didn't like it, moved back to Oklahoma and went to OSU for a year to get my master's. So at this point I have three semesters of grad school and then I decide I'm gonna drop out again. So that was the second graduate program uh, I dropped out of in like a year. So it's kind of a record. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Uh, and then I was like listless and didn't really know what to do because I always had that picture of I finish college, go to grad school and finish, mm-hmm. you know, um, and don't bounce around so much. And cause I'd never accepted like just quitting like school or anything like that before, but I did mm-hmm. like, um, and so, you know, I just was in my twenties. Got married, got divorced, dated a lot of the wrong people. <laughs> Haven't we all? we all, yeah. Yeah. Story of all of our lives. I know. <laughs> well, why do you think it was that, like, in hindsight, that you, like, dropped out of the two programs and, and went back and, you know, what Ignorance. Was... Lack of information um, and knowing what I was prepared to do. Um, a lot of it was, I just wanted to do it. I didn't look at if it was the right program for me mm-hmm. uh-huh. and what I could actually afford. USF was a private school and it was expensive. I just went for one semester and I was like, I can't live here. I can't live in San Francisco and yeah, pay this tuition. What was I thinking? I wasn't. I just was like, have to do it, have to do it. Um, and then when I went to OSU, it was just the same thing. It was like right after that, I was thinking to myself, like, I must keep momentum going. But it was not an MFA program back then when I went. It is now, but it was just a master's degree in English. And I didn't like that so much. It wasn't creative enough for me. And mm-hmm. So then I left and moved back home with my parents for a while. And uh, like I said, flitted around. And it wasn't until I was in my early 30s, I was like, 31 when I, well, I was 32 when I got into the University of Oregon. So it was right before then that I decided to start applying and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a boring story, realizing. <laughs> but I did the research and. Um, well, it's important that. Got into, yeah. Yeah, well, and I mean, it's, it's relevant. I mean, like, I know that there's a lot of people, like, I was like you, I didn't have any guidance or anybody, like, helping me kind of ask the right questions to figure out what was the right place right. for me. You know, so I wasted a lot of money on education. Yeah. Yeah. It's an issue. And that idea yeah. of also like accomplishing certain things before you're like 30, you know, got to do this. This gotta, idea of what's supposed yeah. to be. Well, yeah, exactly. The whole idea of how you're like, you know, you're supposed to graduate from high school and then go to college and meet your sweetheart and get married and then you're supposed to have, have a kid, kid and then buy a house. And, you know, and yeah. every person I know that's done that's miserable. Yeah. I tried to do it and then I was like, <laughs> fuck the shit. Like, yeah. I'm going to mix it up and do things out of order and I'm much happier. Right. You know, the whole one size fits all like attitude about not good. And and, you know, I don't think that the kids, I mean, I don't think kids these days are growing up with that 
expectation as much as mm-hmm. our generation mm-hmm. did. Yeah. You know, and maybe there are still some, I'm sure there are still some, mm-hmm. uh, but I feel like it's less and less because people like you and I are changing yeah. right. that attitude. Less yeah. Mm-hmm. expectation and pressure to do it. And more, and more find like, what makes you happy. Yeah, well, that's the you. whole. I mean, right. I kind of think that's the great thing about the millennials. I'm like kind of on the oh, cusp, yeah. you know. But no, I mean, they have that elder millennials. I am an elder millennial. I think I'm on the cusp of, of uh, generation. I'm right at the cusp. Sort of yeah. yeah, I barely made millennials. Yeah, like I, I made it out of high school before social media existed and, and yeah. smartphones and all that. So like, I feel like that's kind of the change in. The generational when I, when I was teaching at OU, um, <laughs> I, know what you're say. <laughs> um, I was teaching persuasive writing, and so um, we were talking about, um, you know, how people, you know, what generation people are, and it gave dates, and it said that 1980, which is the year that I was born, was the first year of being a millennial, and I told my students, I was like, so guys. I'm in the same generation as you. And they're like, oh, freshmen. Were they they, horrified? They looked ill. (laughs) (laughs) They looked a little sick. And, you know, distrusting. No, that's funny. I I thought it was pretty funny. There's a few different ones, because I've seen ones that say that, like, 82 or 83. Oh, there are. They just shifted it last year. Oh, really? To come to uh, some sort of... Yeah, consensus on it. So I now mean, it's like 81 is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. See, I was born in 81. Because they got rid of right a couple the of the uh, small subcategories they mm. had been I playing see. with in between. I see. Yeah, I'm very, it a feels senior. Silly. I'm a senior millennial. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, oh, I just remembered whenever you were uh, teaching how, like, the kids would come <laughs> in with, like, these words and phrases and then you would come and educate me <laughs> about what they meant i'd be like so what's the slang guy yeah <laughs> i mean and i would always say what's the slangs and just do the horrible dorky teacher thing and they love them were nice and snickers sometimes they genuinely laughed other times crickets whatever <laughs> i mean so. i honestly like during that time i loved you coming home and telling your story <laughs> yeah it was like stand-up hour if oh, you were in the right mood it was like you would go to class and have like your whole class like cracking up at you because it was like stand-up hour with i didn't Professor know Dwyer. <laughs> and you know a huge problem with teaching is like maintaining engagement in the students so i just figured you know, I'm going to teach them the stuff that I'm supposed to teach them, but I'm mm-hmm. going to make it fun, and I don't know how to do that without just, like, being a goofball and making fun of myself and acting a fool, you know, but in a, in a still a teacherly like way, but, adorable like... adorable dork. <laughs> and adorable. When, yes, that is the phrase. That is my mom's phrase. That she, yes, she is adorable. I love that. There's no higher praise. Yes, than absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious too. Like you, you've got some pretty hilarious uh, moves in your your dork uh, persona. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've seen more of them than most people. I know, so. but they're so great. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, sorry, no, all the that's tangent. Fine. But uh, so you taught there uh, mm-hmm. for a while and, and... taught OU for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and this is while I was living with you. Mm-hmm. And um, I was an adjunct between two different colleges, and so mm-hmm. I just I took on like eight classes between two wow um, universities um, or colleges, you know at the same time and it was too much and I very quickly burned out because this is English mostly that I was teaching so we've got you know essays 
um, to grade. You were always grading. I was always, I didn't really, I, that's all I thought about or mm-hmm. dreamed of. It just became too stressful, even though I really adored and just loved a lot of moments of it. And I don't know, it just took too much out of me, inevitably. But that's okay. I'm glad I did it. And someday I might like to just do like, it for fun basically mm-hmm. like a you know are you writing at all right now like creatively I've been writing a little bit it's not I have been writing but I've started this new thing where I don't let myself revise as much because I got into a circle of you know oh I've had this poem for five years but it's still not perfect and <laughs> so I would do that instead of sending things out to publish mm-hmm. right. and I'm like I need to put that down that's done and move on so right now nothing polished I'm just kind of like you know but you're still working on stuff good yeah as long as you're still creating I still would I want you you, uh, Kelly here has the uh, moniker the pinup poet on Instagram oh it's the pinup puppet poet now I don't know I just thought it would be more the pinup puppet poet more difficult (laughs) to find me the pinup puppet poet yeah but I want to see you post some stuff like I want to see you I want to see you putting out like just some of the like one-liners that you come up with you know like publishing some stuff just get them get it out there there and just post them and start hashtagging them and just there's so many really great like one-liners that people that that's how they become this no yeah this is something that I really really struggle with actually like promoting myself and I feel feeling like that I can't do anything I've got the better... imposter thing going you know yeah. I'm just uh, like uh, no why? I'm not gonna ladies, do that ladies you both need to do it I was I very know. reluctant until the last I... year with my band and once you start just look at yourself like a business like mm-hmm. stop looking at it as like Something that's conceited or whatever, you know. I think I've gotten to that point, but I don't know exactly the direction to go with the marketing. It's the point mm-hmm. of that now. Yeah. It's like, okay, so I need I know I need to do it and I wanna do it, but what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm a big Instagram advocate mm-hmm. just because it's I, I don't know, I feel like it's a pretty neutral forum where it's kind of like there's not a whole, I, mean, mm-hmm. I guess there are some like uh, verified accounts or whatever, but like for the most part, it's kind of like, you can come out of nowhere and just create good content and people will notice, you know? It's a, a pretty even playing field is right. what I, I kind of feel like. I think it's like. a good platform. It's a very ubiquitous platform. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at, um, you know, job descriptions for companies that are hiring, they always want people who are, you know, um, adept at marketing themselves or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's the most often cited one yeah yeah and and it's not like Facebook like it seems less like it's uh, draining yeah yes and (laughs) it's less like like if you were gonna post content on there it's gonna be consistent you know like you can't just get on there and bitch or like I mean you can but that that's gonna be the theme of your whole your whole uh, page, and that's right. okay. Like you can make that work. You're a bitch account. Yeah, <laughs> a bitch account. Yeah, you Ooh, can make that sorry. work. Yeah. Like, if that's what you want to do, then then. But it's it's a unique market. But I it is. I just could see the pinup puppet poet, uh, 
publishing, just getting out some one-liners and things that... <laughs> a lot of alliteration. Or some, some tongue twisters, either way. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll take the top of that. We'll see. <laughs> well, I just... I, yeah. I think you should do that. I've seen that for you. I know we've discussed this before. Oh, yeah. You're... I like really want to see you do that. Trying to pump me up. <laughs> yes, I'll like I'll like make your hashtags for you and stuff, and you can just like copy and paste them into your posts. And... I actually, you're on. That's I hate that. Yeah, I can. <laughs> That's do that. the part of it that I'm like it gets just, wormy about. Just send, just like, make the give me the what you want to put, I'm and then I'll make it pretty. Yeah, and, I don't want to. Yeah, you I'll, know, I'll summarize do myself. Yeah, or just text it to me, and, and I'll do it for you and get you started. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna see more from the pinup poet or the pinup puppet poet. <laughs> it's hard Soon. to say. Yeah. But I'm glad that you're still writing. Oh yeah. And and getting stuff out even if it's not like published or, you know, publicly shared, right. just that you're still writing. That's really mm-hmm. great. What have you what what is what has prompted you lately? What has been your personal growth lately or, or um, change that has Well that's the topic a good of your content? <laughs> Well, the whole personal growth thing is, well, I, I've had a very difficult time the end of the summer um, and burned some bridges and grieved that and then went through this whole like shame cycle and I'm at the other side of like, I'm not ashamed of myself, you know. I, I, Do you think you ever should I have, have perspective. I don't think I should have been ashamed of myself, no. I didn't. Why do you I wasn't think, shameful? Why do you think you uh, were feeling ashamed of yourself? Uh, because that was I was getting feedback intended to make you feel to ashamed. Shame me. Yeah, I really think so. I mean, not not constantly, not all the time, but you know, it was like death by a thousand cuts if you think about it that way. Like just mm. a thing here, a thing there, mm-hmm. and I don't know, but. So I was basically living in sort of a weird, I started a new job and I moved into a house by myself. I had been living with you before. I hadn't lived by myself in a while. I always had roommates. And so, Were you afraid of living alone? No, I was looking forward to it, but then the way it happened, I also was like out of this social scene that I had had. Started a new job, moved from Norman to Oklahoma City. Thinking you had a support system, Thinking, and then they availed on you. Well, yeah. And and then we had our rift, yeah. and that was the biggest thing. You know, that was obviously the one that, you know... Mattered? Big chunks out of me. <laughs> yeah, it mattered. It was the one that mattered. Yeah. I mean, you're my sister. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, sad I lost you. So this is getting too sentimental and I'm going to cry, so we're not going to okay. No. It's okay. Cry everybody over cries on the show. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've cried. Everybody cries on the show. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure it's gonna come. <laughs> but um so in a way it was like I was in exile, I feel now. Like not that I was exiled, I sort of was, but I also just kind of kind of shrink into myself, you know. Mm-hmm. And so wasn't really doing much socially. Um, new people at work, not really doing anything else, just in my house with my dog. And I got pretty depressed and upset and um, was trying to process things. And the funny thing that happened was it, it felt endless. Like this first couple months, like felt like I was going to be feeling this way, like ashamed, like newly 
hating myself, mm-hmm. right? Disappointed in myself, um, not who I thought that I was. And so I thought that that felt, you know, when you're in the midst of a depression or something like that or grieving period, whatever, it's hard to keep perspective that things will pass. Um, but then, you know, I just thought I was by myself. So with my thoughts and eventually slowly processed things in my way and came out the other side with an understanding of myself because I had to actually look at the things that I did that I regret um, or regretted. I had to really look at those and say, so if I did something that I regret, Mm -hmm. why did I do it, right? What was, I mean, because essentially you're acting against your nature when you do something that you end up regretting, right? Mm -hmm. I felt like I was sort of going against who who you really were. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lost myself so mm-hmm. had to really look at like you know the ugly parts mm-hmm. of me you know the jealousies um, just superficiality things that I don't know things that didn't matter and this again goes back to um, women um, kind of you know being catty and bitchy towards one another and like um, pitted against mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. um and we were pitted against each we other. were pitted like two gladiators <laughs> that's maybe a little bit flowery and <laughs> but this is why i love you <laughs> and why you need to publish your one-liners <laughs> okay we'll do <laughs> but anyway yeah yeah and so yeah lost i just lost myself and then i had to go to some place i didn't want inside myself to find myself again and that sounds very you know cheesy or whatever but that's no. what happens yeah. self-evaluation yeah. is important and it's something it that we need to do all the time to grow yeah yeah and it seems like you were and i've been where you were i think around the same time i was being mm-hmm. forced to reflect because uh, it's funny how life will sort of make you go there if you fight against it. You know what I mean? Right. Like you can be absolutely like you can be acting out and you can only get away with it for so long before the universe is like, uh, you need to do some self reflection girl. So we're gonna throw this obstacle at you so that you're forced to. Because if you don't do it on your own, something's gonna make you do it. Right. Whether like when I I remember my mom died, like I had to do all this self reflection, Mm. you know? It was it's forced upon you when you're when you're not actively doing it. Yes. You know? Yeah. Because you're still acting in a certain way that has consequences. I mean, not in the case of your, you know, mother, but... Well, but I was in other ways. I was very angry. Sure. Yeah. Working through those feelings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Getting yourself in a healthy place. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm just, like, so thrilled that you were able to go through that and and Mm -hmm. learn about yourself and... I needed a little solitude, I think, mm-hmm. to just be quiet with myself and not see any like uh, distracting reflections because I really was so lost. And you know, I turned 38 in October, and you know, I always like resisted the idea of not knowing myself because it seems like you know just gross to me <laughs> or just like not very respectable. I don't even know, but like almost 40 and you don't know yourself like really but um, I did I just lost myself and had to 
again go to that parts I didn't want to visit and I feel much more myself now because I faced it and looked at it and also I think you know any feeling like shame or guilt um, those are and jealousy those are emotions that fester and get worse and worse you have to excise them somehow you know mm. um, don't really know where I was going with that but started thinking about pus and I don't know. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I love your I love your analogies. No, please make it nasty and visual. <laughs> Boiling pus. No, I don't know. <laughs> or uh, I was gonna ask you something. I lost my train of thought. Now. Now I'm thinking about I guess the boils pus. and the pus are getting to you. Sorry, guys. No one here has boils or pus. <laughs> Now somebody's laughing. <laughs> You're so... Oh, and I mean, I just assumed that Summer doesn't. She doesn't look like someone that would. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was going to say, I remember now, um, you know, we talked a lot about depression that we did an episode on Summer's yes. depression oh, yeah. last, last week. Yeah, she did like a stream of consciousness uh, diary and then we kind of break, broke it apart and analyzed it. Um, on our last show but um, mm-hmm. you know I think I, and I've gone through my fair shares of bouts with depression mm-hmm. as well and I don't really go there anymore like mm-hmm. I've had a fallout with some close friends recently and I kind of fell apart for like a day or two and then I was just like nah like I'm good like right. I don't really see the need to fall apart this time like you know no. um, but it's because in the moments when we are depressed um, and have solitude forced upon us or spend that time uh, kind of being in the depression mm-hmm. um, if you do the work you know that it's meant it, it's I think depression serves a purpose mm-hmm. you know I don't think it's for not it feels terrible right. um, but I know that there's a Khalil Jabbar like quote or a poem that essentially talks about how like you know however deep the chalice is cut is how much you can feel fill it with joy and so we have to have those mm-hmm. those low moments in in the depression. They serve that purpose because joy and sadness come from the same place. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know we cut the chalice deeper uh, as we go into ourselves and into that depression and and learn what we're really made of and and who we are and and do those really hard examinations. But that cuts a you know deep chalice that allows for so much joy I to be filled that. in. You know what I mean? I do and. Now I'm going to definitely sound self-absorbed, but it reminds me (laughs) of how I have learned to try to describe my poetry because my professors and other students would always say, it's so dark. And I never felt like I was reading this, like, depressing, dark thing. Everything was about, like, the contrast and, you know, how amazing it is to find beauty and joy and grace when you know that things are so dark or can be so dark like it's exactly yeah I mean yeah it's not yeah it's not the darkness is not all-encompassing it allows me to appreciate yeah the good yeah and like depression is um you know I don't think that people who are not out of touch with themselves experience or that are in touch with them let me see how do I phrase this People who are not in touch with themselves are not going to experience a depression, you know, like... Unless it's chemical. Well, sure. But, like, 
I mean, a lot of people have serious. I you have a bit of that too. Yeah, but, but I, know I what mean, you mean, like the it, it requires this you know, like, like a lack of growth. Yeah, and being stuck mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah. If you're not willing to, I don't know. I think that there's a lot of ways that you, people could, in our society distract themselves from yes. allowing themselves to go there. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think we've been taught to avoid pain at all costs, and mm-hmm. it is uncomfortable and it's painful to mm-hmm. go there. But I love the people and who will. So we've <laughs> they're got more to real. Stop. We, yeah, we've got to stop conditioning people in that way and well, and that's start what having this a right. show is about. Right. Yeah. We've got to have a better understanding ignore of sorrow. all of these. Yeah. Right. Just ignore it; it'll go away. Right. Yeah. That it doesn't know. work. Yeah, that's yeah. very much an attitude that, and in, in, like the people who are always like, I don't understand how you're depressed. I mean, like, yeah, sure, some people just don't, but anybody who does some level of like has had any sort of like. And who hasn't had some sort of, like, trauma or something, you know? Nobody's life is perfect. Right. You know, if you're going to truly do some examination, like, you're going to feel bad about it. You know, you're going to have some downs. That's That's normal. Everything that you like, you're going to see some stuff you don't like. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, for anybody to pretend like there's nothing wrong with them is insane. Like It is. And anytime there's a conflict, to to think that it's all the other person's fault is... It's just not rational. No. Like, (laughs) there's always something on you. And I always tend to look at myself first and take the blame on first. And that's made me an easy target for people who don't take any responsibility or blame in in conflict. Fucking A. You know? You know (laughs) what I mean. I do know. Yeah, my ex (laughs) is just like that. I mean... Mm -hmm. And, and, and other people are predisposed yes. to that. It's so easy to gaslight them into right mm-hmm. blaming themselves. And I was that mm-hmm. for a long time. And I, and not not anymore. No, Good. no. Like no. I will admit when I'm wrong. I, I'm happy to look at my myself. Like I'm not afraid of right. myself and who I am. Right. I will reflect. But at least you will never. You never have been, and you never will be the kind of person who will find. Um, a wound in someone else and exploit it. No, I would never do that. Because that, I think, is pretty evil. It's really cruel. It yeah. really is. Yeah, to use that pinpoint to manipulate someone yeah. uh, or take them down for whatever reason. Like, it's not right. It's not cool. Yeah. That's not how you support your fellow woman. It's not what we're all about. No. <laughs> Just be decent. Come on, people. And accepting. <laughs> And yeah, like that's not the thing. Like, quite if, so ready to judge. Yeah, I mean, like all, all my friends that I am close to, I don't think I've, I don't think I have a single, and I have tons of close one-on-one relationships with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like you, like I won't talk to them for years, and we can pick right back up where we left right, off, like family. Yeah, um, but you know, I don't think I have a single close friend that hasn't gone through something or displayed some sort of behavior that is off-putting or whatever. And it didn't make me go, oh, well, I'm just going to cut you out of my life. Like, I don't like you anymore. You know, like, I'm... Did it make you go, oh, you're you're a human being? Yes, <laughs> exactly. It made me go, okay, well, I can, if you need me, I'll help you through this and uh, and do what I can. Obviously, you need to work through some stuff, and, and but I'm still here. Right. You know? I never leave people because they're human, right. you know? Like, that's just not me. Yeah, that's and one of your best qualities. You have a lot, but... Thank you. You know? Yeah. You're kind, and you don't want to abandon or give up on anyone. No. I see the best in people, and... And that does make it easy for some people to take advantage of... Yeah, that's okay. ...of a kindness and mm-hmm. a tenderness and something that should be, you know, valued and cultivated, not used as a weapon yeah yeah well i don't think it's it's always done 
consciously. No, well, it's not. Yeah. yeah. It's not so. always done consciously, for sure. No. Um, but, yeah, so I don't know where to, where to go from here. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just really glad that uh, you've come out the other side of that and had yeah. that experience, and, and now you seem really ha- the happiest I've ever seen you. Oh, I'm glad. I, it's funny because I kind of forget that sometimes, but I... I'm happy. <laughs> you're just, I, I'm you, you seem at ease. I am at ease because I am comfortable with myself, and I did work through all of that mm-hmm. nastiness and ugliness. Um, both, and I understand, you know, my part in it, and I understand what my part was not. Um, and so, I don't know. I just have. I feel like I just things are in alignment with me. My head is on straight. I. I'm very aware of what I want, what I don't want to do. I'm just starting to grow up finally at 38, I think. Um, and I'm sure that I'll have like other minor growth setbacks. Spurts. Yeah, other growth, growth spurts. spurts. Yes. There we go. I like that. That's yeah. better. Mm-hmm. Growth spurts. Growing pains and growth spurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we all but do. Yeah, I, feel, I do feel at ease with myself now. Good. That's good. That's what we want for everybody. Yes. And that's what we should want for everybody. Well, you've struggled with anxiety, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. And that's one of the biggest changes I notice in you. Mm-hmm. Because I'm empathetic and can pick up on other yes. people's energies. And when we were living together... You could feel it. I could feel your anxiety. Like, I could walk in the room, and if you just walked through the room, mm-hmm. and you were feeling anxious, I could feel it. Oh, yeah. It, like, reverberated off mm-hmm. of me. Yeah. Um, yeah those, you have a strong energy, which is awesome. You know, like, that's one of the things... And that I don't it, realize that because I'm, I tend to be a little introverted, so... At times, or just mm-hmm. in my head, and so I don't Me realize too. that yeah. I'm putting off, you know, a tense vibe or whatever. But you know, yeah, I mean, I really like my job, and I'm comfortable, and my friendships are good, my relationships mm-hmm. good. I'm good with myself. I haven't had to, you know, take my dog to the vet because he ate so much that he was writhing in pain in like two months. So <laughs> Kelly could have like an entire book written about scouts, her dogs. My dog is in so much trouble. Oh, no. They are like the same person. So, like <laughs> he like it's really true. Like like her and Scout are just two peas in a pod. Come on. I just said he gets into so much trouble and you're like they're, they're exactly like, <laughs> but you know what I mean. true. I do get myself in trouble. <laughs> it's just, and it's like this, like kind of like playful, like not harmful trouble. It's like it's, a goofiness. It's, it's, that leads to it. I yes, you just you both have the same personality. <laughs> <laughs> We're both doofuses. <laughs> and you're both adorable. Is what oh, it is. Well, thank yes. you, thank you. So I am exactly like my dog. <laughs> well, thanks, okay, like remember whenever we went on a walk and you had the key to the house <laughs> on Scout's collar. Yeah. And then he took his collar off so he could jump in the lake. And then we lost the key. In the mud. In the mud. In the lake, yeah. And then we had to come back and crawl through the bathroom window <laughs> to get in the house. Yeah. And yeah. Scout, like, got sprayed. I do cause trouble. Scout got sprayed by a skunk, like, four times while they were living here. It was multiple times. Scout would get, the skunks get in the backyard. And it was just, just Scout. Yeah. He got stuck shit. under the bed the other day. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't find him. I called him. And he just sticks, like, his little paws out. He's, like, 60 pounds. <laughs> And How did he get under there and not I be able to know. get out? I don't know. I think there was like a 
chew toy or something. I don't know how he got in there, but he was under there all night and stuck. <laughs> and didn't you know? even make a peep. That's what I was going to say. Like, how were you guys sleeping and you didn't hear him? <laughs> <No. laughs> Where'd you get something? Like, know. where's my dog? I had to lift up the <laughs> end of the bed to let him out. <laughs> <laughs> I, should, I should have prefaced that with... Um, the dog that lives there is a chihuahua, so she can go under the bed. But he cannot. <laughs> well, does I guess he, he can, he can't exit. Does he know this now, or has he tried to get back under he the bed? He has not since? gotten back okay. under the bed. So, no. he, yeah, maybe he learned. He's such a loo- he lovable He probably needs ball. his own account on Instagram. Oh, my God. Which he can do. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had so many voices for him whenever yeah. you were here. Yeah. He, the... <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it right now. Yeah. Well, he has to be present to be the inspiration. Right. He has to look at you with his silly face. Yeah. Well, I mean, my cat has, like, I have a whole voice and whole thing going for my cat, too. <laughs> but she has to be present. She's like, she's such a snobby bitch is what she is. Wow. But but she has to be present. She's like, oh, my God. I want you guys just leave me alone. I'm going to sit in this window and stare out the sun. You're in my way. Like, she's just yeah. a snobby bitch. And Scout's, but, yeah. Scout's personality is that he has, like, a... a a slight twangy accent and a soft voice and a lisp a little bit Mm -hmm. and he wants to be a cowboy but he's not very macho that's (laughs) that's scout yeah yeah (laughs) and running into things all the time and getting in trouble yeah and i run into things all the time too (laughs) (laughs) you two were made for each other is what i mean we found each other yeah no he's wonderful i love him i love you both <laughs> we love you. I'm glad I can make fun of, of you in, in these fun, lovable ways. Yeah. I'm good with it. <laughs> you're super endearing over here on this end. Well, you're very sweet. Thanks for letting me just talk about yeah. random things. Yeah. So we like random This here. is what we like, like just honest conversations. So Right. Well what are you gonna what's what's your your plan? I know today we had planned to do vision boards. We sort of got, yeah. we, we, instead we made Marguerite or uh, Bloody Marys and had brunch. So yeah, we, we prioritized that over our vision boarding. Yeah. Um, but if we would have done vision boarding today, mm. and today is actually the new lunar year. Yes. So in the spirit of that, tell us like, you okay. know, some of your visions for 2019. Okay. Um, let's see. Well, this is one of the reasons I wanted to do like the mood board or the vision board. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to pinpoint how I feel when I'm at my best, what makes me feel that way, and work backwards and just kind of work out a plan for myself. And that's kind of a convoluted way of saying, you know, and being vague and saying I want to achieve stuff. But, you know, I want to actually publish, I want to hold myself accountable to that. Um, and you know, just just practice um, forgiving myself. You know, not letting myself be um, feel ashamed. Not letting myself feel ashamed. Not letting myself off the hook either mm-hmm. for stuff. And just always looking at that, you know, and writing about that, whether it's journaling or poetry or whatever. Um, you know, I'm in the process of getting all my like financial stuff in order and I'm good at my job um, I'm just looking for ways to I don't know build the skills that I want 
and uh, build the relationships that I want and take care of those relationships. And that's all super vague. But, no, but, but they're all really okay because stuff. I'm like good where I am right now. I kind of want to. So it seems like maybe your feel goals, this moment out. Yeah, like it, I was gonna say, like maybe your vision for 2019. It seems like it's just like more of the same of what you've been able to accomplish recently. Right, and having some consistency, consistency and, and, and stability, mm-hmm. and that sounds stability always was like ah oh, so boring. But it's really hard to not have stability yeah. in your yeah. life. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. you know, I've done crazy stuff like I moved to New York when I was 27 for no reason for <laughs> four months and moved back, like just very impulsive. So I haven't always granted myself stability and consistency because I always felt like I had to do more. So now I'm just going to kind of revel in the moment that. I'm having now, which is pretty peaceful and happy, and you're being more present. Chill. I am. I'm being more present. Yeah, that's awesome. That is what it is. Yeah, no, that's, that's important. Good. It's very important. Well, yeah. I, um, I'm just really happy for you. I'm glad that you are happy in this present moment, and I hope it continues you. for you. I think it will. And I'm just very grateful for you. And thank you for, I'm for you. thank you for coming on here and sharing your personal vulnerable thoughts with us. Sure. And, and I think you're amazing. I and think don't you're ever amazing feel ashamed too. of yourself again. <laughs> you can contact the podcast at brokebrokenpodcast at gmail.com. The Broken Broken Podcast can be found on Twitter at Broke Broken Show, on Instagram and Facebook at Broke Broken Podcast.